Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Thanks for for listening at Super Talk Gulf Coast 103.1, or maybe you're watching us live on Facebook or live on YouTube, or maybe you're watching us later on YouTube or Facebook, or on a, one of the many podcasts, you know, any favorite podcast you have, you'll be able to find Coast View. So we really appreciate you paying attention as we celebrate this amazing place, Coast of Mississippi. I want to share something with you. It kind of fits with today's conversation, actually. It's from my friend Stacy Waldrop, and it's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. I'm a big Ralph Waldo Emerson fan. And here's something he said along the way. He said this, To get up each morning with the resolve to be happy is to set our own conditions to the events of each day. To do this is to condition circumstances instead of being conditioned by them. That's a really kind of powerful statement, actually. And it talks about us really, you know, having control of our own destiny and understanding that we have control of our own destiny and not letting the circumstances around us control our dogged determination to pursue our destinies. Um, I have a really special guest today. Uh, Rebecca Turner is going to be joining me. She she actually is the host of uh, the uh, of a show on Super Talk, and I'll tell you more about that. But she's an author, a registered dietitian, nutritionist. She's She has a radio podcast host of what we refer to as the Mississippi's Happy Hour, Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk. She's been on TV. She's a certified specialist in sports dietetics. She's a mother of two beautiful daughters, and she's on a mission to share her passion for working to find balance in, in, in your life because she's working to find balance in her life, and she she leads her life by inspiration, all while finding health. You know, the importance of finding that balance in your life and also finding health is so important, and we're going to be spending the entire Coast View Hour with, with, with Rebecca today. So without any further ado, let me just bring Rebecca in and say good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. You know, I said this to you out the air, but as you well know from hosting your show, you never really know where a conversation is going to go. Now, sometimes it just unfolds when we get on the air, and sometimes I'm inspired as I'm doing sort of my homework on someone. And 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 in your case, we share a lot of the same kind of approaches toward life. Um, and what I learned about you is really inspiring. So I'm 63 years old. I've been I've been working on a mission to, to stay healthy since about 1980. I work out with weights. I do running, walking, bike riding, all that. We'll share some of, some of those uh, stories here in just a second. But what I found on your website is uh, what you wrote is incredibly inspiring. And I wanted to share it real quick. Uh, this is what you said. It's in my DNA to strive for a life of excellence and good health. But as you know, figuring out how to balance it all can be a challenge. Not to mention, the world says that women in particular should be able to do it all, take care of everyone, need nothing from anyone, and look smoking hot while doing it. Most women go through life questioning themselves, doubting their abilities to juggle the world's expectations and and viciously chase a vain vision of wellness that robs their joy and energy to manage the things that matter. You know what? 
I can't agree more that that's true. You know, I see I see the 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 difficulties of balancing, especially for women. And you went on to say this um, that you've had you've had your your life has been full of peaks and valences at times. I mean, excuse me, peaks and valleys. At times, you have been you have felt certain and then uncertainty, strength and then insecurity, determined and then defeated, fearless and also drowning in fear. But throughout. At all, one thing has always been constant, your faith and your passion for helping others take control of their health. That's really a, a really profound thing. When I did my research on you and when I listened to your shows, Rebecca, what I get a sense of about you is that you have a profound sense that you feel blessed every single day. That's true, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Every single day, um, I know that I'm blessed. So I try not to take that for granted ever. Um, and all that I do, whether it's parenting, whether it's my professional endeavors, whether it's, you know, just going throughout the day and interacting with all these wonderful people I get to interact with on good things and beyond. It's a, you know, it, it really is a blessing and it's also a privilege. Good, good things and beyond is a special show. Um, and in so many ways, it's like Coast View. You know, Coast View is about celebrating mm -hmm. coastal Mississippians. And, you know, we will reach out. I've, I've enjoyed, for example, having conversations with my friend Steve Azor. He's been on the show several times. I've been on his a couple of times and have a, other of our hosts that are going to be joining me here on Coast View. And I, I enjoy talking to people who may have left Mississippi and done amazing things in their lives, but it, but but what they always talk about is how how Mississippi shaped them and created in their DNA this amazing ability to communicate with people, to care about people, to represent Mississippi so well. I love telling those stories, but you do the same thing. And what I have said to people when they ask me about this show, like they'll say, "What is the thing that you're most surprised about?" What I what I say after being I was retired for four and a half years, still still retired. I do this show daily. It's a gift really to have this opportunity to talk to people mm -hmm. on a daily basis. The knowledge that I'm gaining, the passion that I'm I'm continuing to sort of solidify for Mississippi just ramps up with each passing day. You feel the same way, don't you? Oh, every day. And whenever they brought to me the opportunity to start good things, the first thing out of my mouth was I'm not touching politics and I'm not touching like traditional sports the way that the guys um, at sports, uh, sports talk do. And I want to talk about everything else. And so many people said, well, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I can't wait to tell you because there are so many many great people, places, things that are going on, research that is groundbreaking. Um, you know, we're helping to get even the mission to the to Mars and beyond right here in Mississippi. And that all gets sort of cluttered and pushed out of the way when we're only focused on, you know, politics or sports or the breaking headline of the day. And so I've always just looked at good things as that like platform for or the megaphone for all the other people that are in the trenches doing their best for our state that maybe just don't get the you know they don't get the publicity that they deserve boy i, th I think that's a great mission for for your show and and in, in a lot of ways it sort of describes mine as well because i was a publisher and president of a media company the last 15 16 years of my career i know what division looks like i know what it means to, to take a, a hard stance editorially and have uh, fought some real good battles along the way. And I'll occasionally write about sort of the thing that I see happening in this state, but my show is not about politics. And, you know, we may from time to time, very, very, 
very rarely get into an issue that could be deemed so, somewhat political because the issue that surrounds it is important to coastal Mississippi. So I'll, I'll talk about it in that way. I took a pretty strong position on the on the flag, something I did after I became publisher of the Sun-Herald in 2001. And I was so state for for focusing on this issue and, and and moving us in the right direction but you know what social media and the political scene of today has created so much division in our state when most of us live in the middle i mean whether mm-hmm. you're you know you're, you're center left or center right we we actually share so much actually and um but the way that social media works it just it creates it adds to the division and you almost don't win having those conversations often so what i want to coach you to do and what i know you want your show to do is be an opportunity to bring people together bring mm-hmm. people together and celebrate this amazing place and you've really been successful at it, at it haven't you Yes. And at first they were kind of weary of it, of would people tune in? Would they just, you know, I'm right after the JT show, you have the Paul Gallo rewind. And then I am when everyone's getting in the car rider line and sort of ending their day or gearing up for that, you know, that hardcore sports talk. And from the moment it started, I got messages. And now I can't believe come June 1st, we'll be celebrating four years with good things. And I don't even know how many interviews that that would equal to being five days a week. But But I get you are a breath of fresh air. You are bringing us um, such good. I look forward to this this hour because I know, you know, it's not going to raise my blood pressure or whatever it may be. And one of my favorite things is we utilize the ceasefire text line like a lot of the a lot of the other shows do. And I can watch the same people because you can scroll up and see what they text through maybe the Paul Gallo show or the JT show, which is heavy leaning towards politics. Um, and now Jar Gibbert's our host for the JT show at this time. But, and, and, and maybe some very device, the device, well, specific political commentary, right? They're very yeah. one side or the other divisive is the word I was looking for. Yeah. And then Rhino and I come in at two and we start talking about just lighthearted, good topics. And then you'll see that those same people who were so divided an hour before they're throwing out the way they like their barbecue or the best place to get catfish or really rooting for the underdog story of inspiration that we're sharing on good things at, you know, an entrepreneurial story. And what it's shown me more than anything is we are so much more alike than we are divided and we all root for the same things. I just don't think we realize we have the same common ground and that's not exploited nearly enough in our state on all media platforms. I can't, I can't, I honestly can't agree more. You mentioned Ryan. Rhino, Rhino Montgomery, he's a producer of your show. He does a great job of pivoting from uh, from his work with, on the JT show because, you know, he's a smart, well-read guy, isn't he? Oh, my gosh. He is our <laughs> resident Google. I mean, the, the knowledge is endless. And even if he makes it up on the fly, he does it so poignantly you believe him. So we don't uh, even question him. I agree completely. <laughs> hey, listen, we're having a great conversation with Super Talks Rebecca Turner. And uh, we'll continue the conversation when we come back. See you after this break. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Koshu. I have Rebecca Turner with us. She's a host uh, of one of the really popular shows on Super Talk. Good things with Rebecca Turner. They actually refer to that as Mississippi's Happy Hour, and it really is. It's a it's an incredible show. You know, Rebecca. One of the things I wanted to mention is that when I had this opportunity to meet Steve Davenport and and Kim and have a conversation about joining this team, it, it took a few months for me to sort of get my head around coming off retirement and doing this. I had forgotten actually how how much I'd appreciate how much I enjoyed connecting with the community. That's one of the good things you get to do as a publisher. But as I got my head around the 26 stations, uh, radio stations across the state that Steve Davenport owns, and then the total of 51 stations through the Super Talk Mississippi News Network. Um, Man, I got really caught up in the vision of it all and thought, man, Steve, this is a privately owned company in the midst of all these conglomerates that's uh, that's making a go of a vision here in Mississippi that's driven by making Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. It is pretty cool to be able to do these gigs with 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 a visionary that's really focused on improving Mississippi, isn't it? It is. And also, you know, I can't give them enough credit for just basically allowing me to use my creative vision with good things because it's never been done um, on at least their airways before. Now, they've they've highlighted some good stories, but they recognize that there wasn't enough attention to maybe, again, that common ground or just the, the stuff that brought a smile to everyone's face. And so, you know, they basically told me, just don't be boring. And you can, you know, if it, if it, if it entertains you, it's going to entertain the other. And so that's what I've been doing for the last four years is finding those stories that I get so excited about. So when I bring them to the audience, I know they're going to be excited about. And it was a piece of the puzzle I truly believe was missing. And that and people are responding to that, that, you know, they want that break in the day. It is like your happy hour. You know, you know what you're going to get when you tune in. You're going to laugh. You may get a little bit of a serious topic. I'm one thing I'm proud of is we have championed celebrating recovery from addiction instead of just talking about the addiction problem in Mississippi because there is hope for families. So we do take hard topics sometimes, but we, again, we highlight the good that's coming out of them. And even with the flag issue, I was so proud the stance that Supertalk took as a station um, and a network on that. And we all came together and realized that was for the good of our state. And so, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's an incredible privilege to be part of that vision and to be the good part. <laughs> hey, I, I, I read this this. <laughs> I think it was a New York Times story not long ago, and it talked about a young reporter that came to the Mississippi Delta to do a story about the Delta and challenges in Mississippi and whatever. And she drove along, and she came to a house, an old an old house, sort of in the middle of nowhere. And she decided to pull in. There was an old uh, black woman who was sitting on the on the front porch, and she just sort of reluctantly kind of walked up to this woman, didn't know what to expect. And the woman invited her to sit with her and went inside and got her some iced tea. And she said in that short period of time, every every myth about Mississippi was dispelled. And I was so touched. And the way she wrote about it was incredible. One of the things I talk about a lot is that the perception that people on the outside have of us is often, often when they come here, completely dispelled because 
there's there's something special about Mississippians. I had a great conversation yesterday with a, a young couple, Sherry and Craig. Um, what is their last name? Davis, of course, from from the Jackson Pearl. They've developed done a development in downtown Ocean Springs. They're doing another one in Biloxi. They came here from Southern California, and you should hear the way she talked about the people here and how welcoming they are and how accepting they are. You know, too often that's not the narrative of Mississippi, and it is great to be able to contribute toward changing that narrative, isn't it? Oh, uh, yes. You, yes, because I'm born, raised, educated, all the things, married, raising my kids here. But I've also had the privilege to have a job that has taken me um, around the country for other type of work. And you do. There, It's always interesting. Oh, you're from Mississippi. Well, you're so well spoken. And you have, you know, whatever it may be, or, or a little bit of a shock. And you, you find out quickly that people really do have sort of a um, go-to idea or stereotype of what everyone in Mississippi is like. But you know what's the sad part about that, Ricky, is the fact that sometimes I find that Mississippians even believe some of the stereotypes about the different areas of Mississippi. Um, you know, it's you, you don't have to live in the state long, and if you've traveled it at all, you realize we are one big family, but the Delta versus, you know, the central versus the coastal regions and some of the beyond, we, we kind of have our own swagger. We go to, we you know, we have our own um, cuisines. We have our own ways that we spend our weekends or whatever time. Um, and so those groups can also have preconceived ideas of what the other lifestyles really like. And one good thing about good things is I try really hard to be diverse from all over the state. And, and, and again, Again, going back to the fact that what resonates with everybody is just, you know, that that ability for Mississippians to have empathy, to also, you know, inspire others when the going gets tough and to really make a whole lot out of out of a little and 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 then inspire the rest of the world. And so. Not only are we breaking, you know, sort of the stereotype for other people of Mississippi, but I feel like we're breaking that here in Mississippi, which makes us a better family. I, you know what? I mean, I, I think that's profoundly said. And I, I talk a lot. Of, I have a place up in the Delta. And I love the Mississippi Delta. I, I, I just love spending time there. And I've been I've been sharing more about the Mississippi Delta recently because I, I do agree with you that, you know, what's interesting is whether you're talking about, you said this ability to, to, to bounce back or whatever you said, this ability to overcome adversity or whatever, this, this in the DNA of Mississippians. On the coast, it might be... Uh, dealing with hurricanes and the aftermath of hurricanes and the, the the resiliency that we display in that. And the Delta, it might be farmers having to deal with really incredible weather events on a, on a, literally sometimes an annual basis. But how moving is never even an option. I mean, they are just, they all of us, whether you're on the coast or whether you're in the Delta or wh- wherever you are, whether you're in, in, in Tornado Alley, Moving is not an option, and you know. So what we have in the core of our our DNA is this incredible resiliency, and that makes us tougher. That makes mm-hmm. us more empathetic. That makes us care more. Um, and uh, you know, and when you really kind of get to the core of the DNA of, of a Mississippian, that that part of us is so darn similar, isn't it? It really is, and I think that's when we start to again realize that we're more alike than we are different. Just because you may get fried catfish in the 
the Delta or fried shrimp on the Gulf Coast doesn't mean that the same empathy and, you know, love for one another isn't shared around the table. And and that's just something true to Mississippi. I think one of the coolest parts about our people is how resourceful we are. Um, you know, I'm also work, uh, I'm a part of the board for the Mississippi Food Network and other food banks around the world, um, you know, around the country are so in shock of what we can, how much food we can move with the little bit of people that we have. And that's something that I think Mississippians are so proud of no matter where they're at is how much work we can accomplish by being, you know, responsible with our resources, financially smart, and just a lot of grunt work. We will just get in the trenches and get whatever needs to be done, done, no matter where you are. There's no question about that. There's no question about that. So we're going to shift gears. Someone once said that if you chase two rabbits, both of them will escape. Okay. And and the and the lesson in that was simply about focus. And if I had to define your life, it's sort of you finding yourself and then what you're trying to convey in different kinds of ways is the need for people to focus, the the the, the need for people to have self-discipline and that no matter how challenging your life is, you can find balance in your life and there's sort of this central message about that in everything you say, isn't there? Well, I think the main message is, yes, you can find balance, but you're always balancing it out. I think one thing, um, people like myself, type A driven type people, which I think a lot of women just are, we juggle a lot, doing a lot, is we feel like we just want that bullet point answer of things to get done or to do and then flip the switch and our life is in balance. And the one thing I've had to learn, at least over the last several years of, of becoming a mom of two, much harder with two than it is with one, um, is just that you're always balancing it out and that's okay as long as you know what your end game should look like or what your priorities should be. And then when you start to sway, you can make a U-turn or you can divert and get back to get back to basic or get back to balance. Um, but you have to have that foundation of what it is that you truly want or what you truly value, or you'll just be like a ship in the wind and you'll never, you'll never, you'll never make it to port. <laughs> there's, there's your coast. <laughs> well, you know, Robbie D'Angelo, who is, uh, uh, he, he calls himself a human optimization coach here in oh, Coastal Mississippi. I love Mississippi. Robbie. Uh, well, he's, he's on my show all the time. And he was just to kind of take that a little step further. He, he was saying to one of his clients that, you know, why do you want to do this? Because I want to feel better. You, you know, why do you want to do this? Because uh, I want to look better. You know, no, no, you don't understand. Why do you want to do this? And finally, after lots of, you know, drilling down, he finally said, you know what? I want to live long enough to watch my daughter graduate. And that's what you're talking about, having a sense of real purpose that drives you in all of your activities. Look, what we, I want to do, let's, we're, we're going to pick up right there because there's a lot of really powerful stuff you have to say about that. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with uh, Good Things with Rebecca uh, Turner uh, here on Super Talk. She's just a terrific person and has such a love for the state, and it comes out in every one of her shows, and we're going to continue our conversation after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having an inspiring conversation with Super Talk's Rebecca Turner. And when we were, went to break, we are talking about the sense of purpose. And one of the things that you talked about is that it's in your DNA to want to help people. <clears throat> it's in your D- DNA to want to strive for excellence and all of that. But sort of the thing you were get, really getting to there was this incredible connection between your mind and your will and your sort of physical, you know, abilities and your your commitment to physical ability. Oftentimes what you focus on is what's really going on in someone's mind, isn't it? Well, I've been a dietitian or a registered dietitian for almost 10 years now. And I got both my degrees, an undergraduate and a master's there at the University of Southern Miss to the top. To the and top. To the top. And so for a long time, you know, I would go at it as just trying to provide people more education. But the reality is for those of us that have the privilege of access to healthcare and access to healthy foods, because that's a different conversation, you really are educated above your level of obedience when it comes to health and wellness. Anyone watching right now could give me five healthy habits that they should be doing. And so then it becomes, well, why aren't you doing that? And it, it has nothing really to do with our level of education. It has everything else to do with our mindset and our why behind what, what motivates us. And when you start working on the why before you work on the how, you can save yourself a whole lot of yo-yo cycling in the wellness department. What's been interesting about your past, you know, you talked about going to Southern Miss and, you know, the freshman 15 and and then this journey that you went through to ultimately decide that you sort of wanted to specialize in this. I watched, uh, you know, went through sort of your history as it related to half marathons and marathons and running and all that to now. I mean, I saw you uh, squatting like a lot of weight. You're like heavy into weightlifting now. I mean, which is something I never would have thought I would ever be as a female. There were there. I had no role models of a normal person, um, a normal mom or a normal female, you know, being able to lift heavy weights. And it wasn't until my family moved from where we were. We were in Madison. We moved out to East Brandon and I got taken away from my, my lovely trails there in the Flowood Ridgeland area. And I came across um, a CrossFit gym for the first time. And I had a friend to go. And it was, it clicked for me. It was something that, um, I didn't realize it was an itch that I wanted to scratch and the stronger that I got. And it just became something so empowering for me. I realized that other women were so intimidated by it, which also inspired me to show them that, you know, the myths around weightlifting and women, um, and that you can be a mom, you can be strong, uh, but then also the health aspects to it, because your lean muscle tissue is what's going to keep you moving and grooving, um, way up until, you know, your seventies, eighties and sort of beyond. And I've watched women for the last decade of being a dietitian, basically starve away the only thing that keeps them metabolically in charge, which is going to be your lean muscle mass. And the wellness industry did a really poor job or has done a poor job up until there's a little bit of a change now of just beating into women's heads that they needed to do aerobics to be skinny, do aerobics to be, you know, lose weight. And nobody was empowering them to, you know, lift weight, even if it 
it's not heavy weight, just restrict um, resistance training and what that does for your bones, what that does for your, you know, your lean tissue. And so, yeah, that's one of my big passions is to break all of those myths and just to lift this heaviest weight as I possibly can. <laughs> you know, I watch friends of ours, uh, friends of mine, and you have friends that do this as well. They'll go a long period of time where they don't have discipline and they eat just about anything and they pick up a few pounds and then they'll go starve themselves to death. And they're, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, so God bless some of them. They'll, they'll try to post the best Instagram photos they can of themselves, but it's not necessarily the reality of the situation. Cause I know what's happening within their own minds because they've shared that with me. It's, it's sad, actually the world we live in today where success too often is determined by the image you can sort of push out there for other mm -hmm. people to see versus what you really have on the inside. It's really kind of the big social media dichotomy that we all have to live with today, isn't it? Well, it's and it's the bane of my existence as a dietitian trying to navigate the world of social media. Um, but, you know, also you've seen over the last 10, 20 years, nutrition has been complicated for the sake of profits and politics. So anytime that you take something as basic as eating and you've add all of this emotional layer to it and all of this political propaganda to it on which side of the fence you lie on, you now almost can't talk about your diet like you shouldn't about religion around the table because it comes this polarizing um, conversation where it's mind-boggling to me because it's literally just the things that sustain your life. It's food. But yet we have found a way to, you know, make everyone fight over the best way to eat and all the things there. But also here in the West, like nowhere else in the world, we idolize um, our figures over our actual health. And so another, I would say, big passion of mine is to make women realize that their weight has nothing to do with their health or their self-worth. In fact, I would love to see every healthcare provider take the scale and ditch it because there's not one, there's a lot of correlation, but there's not one causation of your weight connected to any outcome in terms of chronic disease, cancer, or anything like that. There are other numbers that are better markers. And we have put this halo around this one number, weight, which absolutely means nothing in the world of wellness other than for you know the vanity of what you feel like you should look like. So I find a lot of times women, what they think they should weigh to be healthy and what they have to weigh to be healthy are two totally different things. And if they were real honest with themselves, they don't care about being healthy if they can't weigh what they want to weigh. And that is a realization they have to come to terms with before they can ever move past and actually start on a track of true wellness. Yeah, as you said, I, I think I think there's a lot of good science out today that maybe we didn't have a few years ago. Like, for example, the impact of sugar and you know refined flours and the importance of protein and, and why protein's got to be a part of what you do and and why water is so important to what you do mm -hmm. and how you know a balance you know a a balanced diet is important. People want to starve themselves of certain aspects and they forget that at the end of the day, it's really about you know, understanding sort of the calories that you you take in versus the calories you burn and, you know, what your goals are going to be. It's not as hard to eat healthy today as it might have been 10 years ago, is it? 
Well, not for most Mississippians. I will have to go back to say there is a there's still an access um, situation. The average Mississippian lives 27 miles from a from a full fledged grocery store. So there there can be implications to uh, the privilege of living somewhere that's that's associated with a grocery store. But yes, we are we are gaining that access every day, and it's just about to making those decisions and not. And also not being clouded by, again, what healthy is versus what healthy should be, because you can find that balance. And it only takes a 10% weight reduction to improve your cholesterol and improve your um, blood pressure to the point of reducing chronic disease with not needing medication. But people think, oh, I've got to lose 20, 30, you know, 40 or 50 pounds, when really you may only need to lose five to seven to make that wellness marker. And so, and that's the small steps that we should be taking. But again, people think if I can't have a transformation Tuesday hashtag to show, then it's not worth it. And that's not true. All the small steps that you make are worth it um, in the long in the longevity of your wellness. You know, I want to amplify something that you said, because it's, I, I think it, 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 we need to repeat it. And you can you can amplify this even further if you want. But restaurateur Robert St. John is a real good friend of mine. I've been on the show several times and through his extra table nonprofit effort, similar to your uh, food effort. One of the points he makes is that so many Mississippians, the way they find their diets are from fast food, you know, uh, convenience stores. That's where they get their food. And I mean, otherwise they wouldn't eat actually in, in many cases. So it's, you know, these are not the, the healthiest places to go eat, but frankly, they would starve if they didn't have the access to those. And so your point about how far people live away from a grocery store and given the rural nature of Mississippi, man, that can't be overstated how important it is to not lose focus on that is can it be no not when not when you think about mississippi ends as a whole and i mean too i mean we're doing better than i think that many people think i get very passionate about the fact that there are plenty of boots on the ground there are great organizations who are fighting food insecurity hunger they're they're bridging the gap for those food deserts um, but there's more work that needs to be done but you know I spent the first part of my career as the wellness dietitian at Forest General and it was people who had the privilege of good food everybody from the custodians to the ER doctors came to see me and it was all about maybe push yourself away from the table make better decisions my next job was uh, the obesity prevention coordinator which i don't prefer that word now but that with the partnership for healthy mississippi and i found for the first time that you have families who are worried about paying their light bill and they're worried about medicines and they're worried about you know putting gas in their car i can sit there and talk about little Johnny shouldn't be taking Pop-Tarts to school all day long. But when mom says, I only have a hundred bucks, I'm going to buy all the shelf stable food I can because I don't know when I'm going to get a hundred bucks again to put groceries in my cabinet. Then who am I to try to convince her that perishable foods that are usually the most nutritious are the right things to do? So Mississippi's got some other issues first before they can really start to beat the hammer on making people feel whichever way they want to feel about not having a, a diet full of fresh fruits and vegetables and all the things, because there are other roadblocks to many families uh, to having that. And we only add a layer of guilt. We're having a conversation with Rebecca Turner. After this break, we'll continue the conversation. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm having a terrific conversation with my friend Rebecca Turner. She's a, a host on Super Talk. She is uh, all about good things in Mississippi, as, as uh, we've often said of her show, that it's Mississippi's happy hour. Uh, we had a, just a great conversation about focus and food and health and all those things, that, that, that all the issues surrounding that. But we're going to shift gears now. I actually want to take the conversation to your show specifically, Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Tell me about how cool it is to do your show, and give me an example of one or two people you've had on your shows that you just still crystal clear in your memory. Well, I'd have to go back to not here in the like recent uh, past. I would say not recent future that would be coming up, but recent past. So one from the um, Mississippi Gulf Coast. His name's Joe Peavy. He's a retired a police officer with uh, with on the force there in Harrison County, and he stumbled his way onto a film set, uh, a movie that was being. Um, Film down there, Cornbread Costanova. I think I'm going to get it right or wrong. Anywho, and now transformed five years, and he's he's a screenwriter writing these westerns that are being um, filmed right here in the state, and he's living this incredible second wind to his life, staying rooted in Mississippi, and nobody wouldn't have known his story if it wasn't for a show like Good Things. Uh, yesterday, I got the privilege uh, to meet uh, Wayne Withers, which is a world renowned arm wrestler and he which is phenomenal it was a phenomenal interview i loved it incidentally i saw the picture that you posted on uh, on instagram with the two of you together he's a big dude he is a huge dude, but he's six foot, six inches, 300 pounds, but um, single-handedly, I guess armly, whatever, he has brought um, arm wrestling, professional arm wrestling, to the state of Mississippi, now hosting four qualifying um, competitions where our state had none. And so you see the, the, you know, the total opposite in that, you know, down to just even the entrepreneurs that I've gotten the opportunity that, to talk with that have created um, something out of nothing. A lot of your restaurant tours. Uh, Robert St. John is a good friend of Good Things. Uh, I also share a space with uh, Chef Rob Stinson of Salute down there, who is also my chef on MPB's Fit to Eat. If you recognize that show, trying to bring healthier um, cooking to M- MPB, but also to Mississippi's homes. And watching too, you have um, Cotton Blues with uh, with Chris uh, with the cheesecakes that are now going worldwide that are manufactured right there out of out of Hattiesburg and Waynesboro. They shifted because of the pandemic. So, and I'm thinking just towards the coast, but there are so many and beyond where they just wouldn't have had a platform to share their stories other than maybe, no offense to the local newspaper, but that goes to your, your local community. I, because of Super Talk, have that statewide audience and hopefully garner, my purpose is to garner them a platform where they gain more fans, they gain more, you know, um, opportunities of support statewide because we should be supporting our own who are out there doing, doing good. What's interesting about your answer, and I think about the kind of answer I would have given would have been very similar to yours, and that is you've had the opportunity to come in contact with some significant celebrities. You've had, you know, big time, you know, people who make huge contributions, and those are great shows. Don't get us wrong. The Bacon Brothers. (laughs) 
Yeah, but the re- yeah, for example, that's a great example. But what's but you but you 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 have a thirst for this everyday person that's trying to do something important in their life and giving them a voice. And there's just something about that, isn't there? Well, and because we can connect to it, and we feel like, and it gives us pride that those people live in our communities. It gives you pride that you know uh, during the pandemic. Of course, the first thing I thought was, "Oh crap, how am I going to talk about?" good things during such a terrible time and like clockwork mississippi businesses people started to just pivot and crush doing cool things in the midst of a pandemic you have cathead vodka which on a dime started making hand sanitizer you had uh, delta blue jeans or maybe it's blue delta jeans i can't remember but they went they stopped their gene production started making masks um, out of their manufacturing there in tupelo you had churches of all kinds showing up using their um, skills to sew masks and to make ppe and to do the things that were necessary and that was that was a a sense of great pride in Mississippi, but also for me personally, a great motivator for continuing to do the work that we do on good things because those stories would have never gotten covered when everybody was just worried about things shutting down and the gloom and doom. But in Mississippi fashion, when times get tough, there are still good things to talk about. Well, Rebecca, that's why if you look at since when the when the economy was cranked back up again, Mississippi's, I, I think number three, certainly in the top five of recovery. The reason we're there is not just because you know our state leaders made the decisions that they made, it's because the people that you just talked about, they don't know, they don't know, stop. They, they only, only, all they know is, okay, what's the situation I got to deal with? Okay, I get it. I'm going to adjust and here we go. I mean, that's, that's, that's the people that we talk to every day. Final thought, Rebecca, before we have to sign off. I, I just think it's a privilege and I enjoy sharing the space here on Super Talk. If you've never tuned into good things, you really don't know what you're ever going to get. You can have a good hearted conversation or it may be a silly question of the day, but it is your safe place and it is your place to come and let loose and enjoy the good things in life. Well said, Rebecca Turner, and you've earned the opportunity to do that, and you've done so well at it. Keep inspiring us. It's been a pleasure to introduce you to the coast and uh, and to get to know you better. Well, I appreciate it. It's been fun. You bet. You bet. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.